Hello and welcome back. HMC number 16. We're the Horror Movie Crew. I'm Josh. Hey, y'all. Seth here. Oh, my God. Was that really loud? <laughs> Thanks, super loud. No. Okay. It's Jess. Hi. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Great. Yeah. Just great. We're talking about Ghost Ship. This was Seth's pick. Mm-hmm. Seth in the ghost ship. Was it just like we just did ghost shark? So you were like, you just wanted to keep up with the theme or like what? what no, it's been on my list for a while. I just, killer condom went ahead of it. Killer condom. Why? Wow. No. I, I don't, what's no. it? What is it on the Stabby's chart? What? Killer condom. Killer yeah. condom. I spelled it wrong. Seth p- called me out immediately. It says killer concum. <laughs> concum. Is it really? Is it concum or concum? Concum. I think concum it's it sounds better. Color concum. Connor, it him, got him. a 4.82. Mm, no, it definitely <laughs> never, ever got that high of a rating from the HMC. But hey, before we hop into Ghost Ship, what have you guys been up to? Let me guess. Work. I went golfing today with my father. Oh, how'd it go? It was good. It was fun. It was a very nice day for it. Did you guys separate carts? Did you have your own cart? We had our own cart, yes. Ooh. Is that because you're so bad that he, like, doesn't want to wait on you? No, it's his preference with the whole COVID thing. Does he think you have COVID? No, just why not, you know? Does he think you're a dirtbag? No. Oh. I paid, so... (laughs) You paid for your dad to go golfing? Today, yeah. Did you have a gift card? No. Oh. I just paid. Don't I owe you money? Yes. From like a month ago. He's never going to get that money. Is that ever. when you, the PayPal request yeah. that you sent? I'm going to hit a nudge. <laughs> you need to send him a memo. A memo. Can you do that? You can nudge. I think there's a nudge button. <laughs> Did you already pay him? Yeah. Yes, yeah, she paid promptly. I, Why? I paid day of. Yeah. Why do you make me look bad doing these things? I figured you did too. No. no. I make him wait and ask like six times. Yeah. But if we owe him money, oh shit, you better pay it within 24 hours. <laughs> That's not even true. You're hitting that the is nuts. true. You hit the nudge button every hour. Yeah. <sighs> it's fucking absolutely ridiculous, Seth. He sounds like people to my house. No, Shit. I don't. I don't even know people. <laughs> I don't even like people. Most people I don't even like. Why would I send them <laughs> to your house? Jessica, what have you been up to? <laughs> Fuck you, Seth. Um, so, you know, working. <laughs> um, it is pre- the middle of the week. Preparing. I have to. I'm going to Texas next week. Ooh. So. Ooh, what's in Texas? Preparing for that. My job. Oh. Yeah. You know what they say about Texas? What's that? Everything's bigger in Texas. Oh. <laughs> Everything. I, I wasn't sure where you were going with Sheesh. You going to hit up any clubs? All I could think of was all my exes live in Texas. <laughs> That'd be George Strait. That's a great song. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I love George Strait. You going to go clubbing while you're there? Yes. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> really? You going to go look at some big hogs? Mm-hmm. Do you think they have to buy special underwear in Texas to contain the big hog <laughs> at the clubs? I don't think that they wear underwear. Yeah, they probably just don't wear it. They're just, they're just, their hogs are so big they don't wear underwear. Or they tie just... a sheet around their waist. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Are you gonna go see Joe Rogan while you're there? You know he lives in Austin now. I didn't know that, but I will be in Austin. Seriously? Yeah. You should go to the ranch. Go see him. Just the, show the up. The ranch? Is that like he, where he lives? Yeah, he lives on a ranch. Oh. Yeah. Be like, hey, fellow podcaster. <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> I'm sure I'll just run into him casually. Yeah, you know. Kroger or whatever you might. they have. You might. Well, if I do, I'll FaceTime you guys because <gasps> yeah. I know you'll like fangirl so hard. I would. I wouldn't even know. He would. I'd be like out. I wouldn't know what to say. I'd be like. He'd <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh, you're a special friend. He <laughs> would. <laughs> be like, I think right now I'm not really sure what I'm doing. He'd be like, hey, buddy. <laughs> 
So, hey, you guys listening or reading anything new? I know, Jessica, you love these MMA shows. Are you still doing the MMA thing? or? So I finished that, um, and I've kind of went back to um, that 70s show. <laughs> Really? I've probably watched that through maybe three times. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good go went, back to. I went back to that. And then I've been watching Drunk History, which is always just amazing. Drunk have, History? Have you ever watched it? I've never even heard of it. Really? You would love mm-hmm. it. It's fun. It's really funny. It's so great. What do they do? So Derek Waters is who created it. He picks somebody to interview while they're like getting shit faced. Mm. And they tell like a certain story from history. And people reenact it and like lip sync what he's what like, they're the saying. Yeah. saying. Yeah. It's mm. fantastic. But they're like fucking hammered. So yeah. Like, and they get all kinds of famous people to do like yeah. the reenactments of it. Like Will oh, Ferrell's really? in it. Yeah, yeah. Jack Black's and a bunch of them. Interesting. That's kind of what we do. We just get drunk and talk. I'm sure the end of these podcasts get real gross. Probably. I start <laughs> slurring my words and. Hmm. Drunk history. I'll check it out. Is it on Netflix? Um, I don't think it, it is. I think it, it was at one point, but no. I think they took it down. I know there's a bunch of it on YouTube that you can just pull up. Um, but it's really good. It's funny, and you learn stuff. Ooh. <laughs> it's funny, and you learn things. Funny I do like to learn. I do like to learn. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Seth? What have you been watching, reading? I know you can't read, so what have you been watching or listening I've to? I've actually been reading Murder on the Orient Express, if you must Ooh. know. How's the book? It's good. It's part of like this compilation of mysteries that I bought at Dark Star, actually, in Yellow Aww. Springs. Nice. Yeah, it's good so far. Is it better than the movie? I've never seen the movie. Oh. Well, now you have to watch the movie. When I finish the book, I'll watch the movie. Oh, that's exciting. And I have been listening to the Nightmare on Elm Street podcast. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. I think it's a podcast on the Elm Street. The podcast on but... Elm Street, yeah. Brooke and Mark. Huh. So. Oh, you put Brooke first. Yeah. Usually we say Mark and Brooke. But yeah. now you always not. talk about Mark. So Uh-oh. Let's, let's he's got a favorite. Sometimes. He does have a favorite. So why do oh. you like Brooke more than Mark? <laughs> I never said I did. It's clear that you do. I mean, you've already thrown it out to the universe. So I mean, He's got a sexier voice, if that's... Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Huh. It's more like come hither. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's is more just like, you know, direct. Hey, um, I'm here. Yeah. Hey, I'm here, guys. Hmm. Brooks, like, hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. Wow. So he has the porn star voice. Yeah, he's the, the porn star of those two. He's yeah. the Jessica of. Yeah, he's the porno. The um, what'd you call it? A Nightmare on Elm Street podcast. <laughs> a pod, a podcast on Elm Street. Huh? Podcast on Elm Street. All right. Well, I finished Halloween Unmasked. Have you guys started listening to that yet? Obviously not, because you probably would have said it. No, um, not yet. It's on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or whatever. But it's really good. I suggest you guys might might listen to it before we do the Halloween movies next month, because it gives you a ton of background on the movies and the making of them. But what do I know? It is pretty cool. There's so many to listen to. Like I never thought there'd be that many horror podcasts out there there's a ton there's a ton oh and i watched uh a nightmare on elm street yesterday just randomly i know you like to make fun of me because i randomly watch a movie on wednesday Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah i gotta tell you wasn't that impressed but that's for that's for another time oh why what were you gonna ask me i thought you you haven't seen it before i had i just forgot that it wasn't that great i don't really remember very much of it honestly hmm well, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll have to watch it and do a review on it. I don't know. We'll see. But hey, we got some shout outs. So I asked on um was it Instagram? Uh yeah. I yeah. Think so. 
Instagram, we asked who your favorite slasher is. So I thought we'd give shout outs to the people that actually answered the questions. Seth, why don't you go first since these first people are your favorite podcast? Okay, so a podcast, podcast on Elm Street, uh, Mark, said the chrome skull from laid to rest. And then he said stepping away from the cliched pics, dot, mm. dot, dot. I think he's just trying to be different. I don't even really know if he likes those people. I don't know what that movie is. Uh, it's a slasher film. I think there's two of them. The first one came out in 2009. I've never really seen them, but... I'm going to at least Google it just to see what the chrome skull looks like, I think. I don't know. I'll, I'll text him later and let him know what I think about that pick. But yeah, I don't know if that's really his favorite, because if you guys recall, when we had him on, we talked about slashers, and that wasn't even... But that guy wasn't on the list, I guess, so never mind. He's stepping away from the cliched picks. Yeah, yeah. see? He explained his answer. <laughs> that's a real... Uh, I'll text him later and let him know what I think about. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go ahead, Jess. Uh, Chuck goes to the movies... He said Ghostface or Jason. I'm torn between the two. I like Ghostface because it can be anyone. It's a killer who can live on as long as people are willing to put on the mask. Jason is just kick-ass. Hmm. Well, thanks, Chuck. Goes to the movies. Our good friend um, Jason on Twitter is going to be extremely happy to hear that uh, he got a little bit of love here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got Caitlin, our 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 really fantastic listener, Caitlin, who gave us that nice request of Hellraiser, says her favorite is Michael Myers. He's just the best. Well, Caitlin, why did you make us watch Hellraiser then? <laughs> it was just a rest. I, I almost didn't read this. I was like, Caitlin, why isn't it Pinhead? She's trying to, trying to broaden our horizons yeah. here. That's true. I'm just messing around, Caitlin. <laughs> you did a great job, Caitlin. So Michael the, Myers. So he the next Michael one. Oh, this is right up your alley, Seth. Twat. Totally weird and twisted podcast at Art the Clown from Terrifier. I will agree with that. Really? That's your favorite? He's so fucking scary. Jason's going to be pissed at you, dude. Uh, oh, boy. All right, Jess, you're up. Two chicks and a horror flick. Okay, so Felicia said, I love Michael Myers. Always have. I love the fact that he's scary. He is a scary, insane serial killer. He didn't come back from the dead. He isn't a monster, a ghost, or a zombie. Just a real man. I always love that terrifying element of real-life serial killer. That's a good point, though. That he is just like a dude. Until you get into, like, five and six, where he's part of this fucking stupid cult. But what are you going to do? (laughs) What are you going to do? And then... Tawny Ray. Tawny Ray. I have to say Chucky, Child's Play is one of the first horror films I remember watching, so it has the nostalgia factor, and I can't help but like him. Shrug. <laughs> there you go. I agree with that. I do like Chucky. Uh, yeah, Chucky scared the shit out of me. I've never been a huge Chucky fan. I don't know why. I don't know if, how much I'd like it now, but then it, I thought it was really scary. Hmm. Maybe I should revisit Chucky. I tried to watch the new one and just could not get into is it. Is it bad? Uh, it wasn't terrible. It no. was just... Uh, it's got the freaking hilarious chick from Aubrey uh, Plaza. Dude, she is so funny, but she's like serious in this, so I was like, couldn't like take her. That's weird. Mm. All I can think about is her in that Zach Efron, Zach Efron movie where she's like fucking the old man. Oh my god! Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Oh shoot! Uh, Fear the talking queers. Jake said the Cupid Killer from Valentine, two thousand and one. Frankie said, Billy, the OG Black Christmas. We were just talking about that. We were. I have have not seen the old one. 
I think I make you guys watch the uh, the remake every Christmas, mm-hmm. don't I? I've seen the new one. <laughs> yes, you, actually, you did make me watch the new one. I think we watch it every year. But what are you going to do? Audrey22 uh, yeah. said, Leatherface is my fave. It really fascinates me that his character is based off of a real dude. Hmm. Jessica, you got a friend here. That's my cousin Audrey. Oh. Oh, it is? So she really mm-hmm. is your friend. Yeah. We're related. You guys are going to be like fighting over the same man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should, in our blood. You guys should start a podcast together and like just debate the whole time why Leatherface should like you over her and vice versa. Be like a 25, 30 minute weekly podcast where you guys just bring your arguments to the table. A Texas chainsaw podcast. Yeah. That's all you talk about. Or a podcast in Texas about a chainsaw. Yeah. Either way. And then we could start a race called like the Leatherface race or something like that because, you know, he's a track star. I thought you meant like a human race. I'm like, how are you going to just create a human race? Wow, you took that out way different direction. What is this, Splice? I can't help it. It's just the way my mind works. <laughs> Did you cut off the next so, person? I don't think so. No. David McCallion. He said Michael Myers as well. 1978. Ooh, Ooh he went with the OG Michael Myers. He went specific. I can appreciate that uh, choice. As you guys know, I'm a big Michael Myers fan, but I just feel like if you put Michael Myers 1978 up against... Up against Rob Zombie's Michael Myers, he's gonna crush him every time. Yeah, well, he's been through some shit. He's <laughs> been through some shit. Which you, one? You can see it, Rob Zombie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's, Plus, he's just beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Pretty. And last but not least, the We Love Horror Podcast. Another Michael Myers. Halloween for sure. Michael Myers is iconic. Jamie Lee Curtis is one of the best scream queens, and John Carpenter is a legend. Oh, and thanks for all you do. Your guys' podcast is amazing. Well, thank you, sir. We do appreciate it. Thank you. We don't think it's fun, and we have no fun. Wait, we don't think it's great, and we have no fun doing it. Zero fun. Zero fun. Hate it. I want to make an announcement really quick. Oh, God. Uh, it might sound like we're outside doing this podcast, but really the windows are just open because it's beautiful out. So you're going to hear some nature. Nature. You might hear some nurture. <laughs> you might hear um, the farmer behind us plowing. And if that happens, we might have to shut the window or maybe just leave it on. I don't know. Let's get crazy. It'll be great. Yeah. Let's jump into Truth No Dare. <laughs> dare. <laughs> Why did I say that dare. so funny? Oh, man. Jess, you want to read the questions? I feel like you usually do. And you're great at it. I love it. If the opportunity presented itself, would you watch your crush get undressed through their window? I mean, obviously. Yes. I mean, I don't need (laughs) no question there. Creeper level 5,000. Fuck yeah. Holy cow. Both of you guys didn't even hesitate. (laughs) That might be your only opportunity to get to see it. Who's your crush, Seth? It's not your business. Like celebrity crush or like a real crush? I just assume this was any crush oh. in general, like anybody. I just always think of celebrity crush. Yeah. When somebody says crush. Mm. I Who I know. It, wait, did yours change or is it still Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Uh, yeah, you were like super into him when we first met. I, I was. <laughs> I, I still love him, but. Third Rock mm. from the Sun, Joseph. That's the one that she is most into. JGL. <laughs> but he was my favorite. Or 10 Things I Hate About You. That was probably yeah. one of my favorites. No. Mm. 
used to be Heath Ledger. Oh, well. Mm. I loved Heath Ledger. Um, great guy, that Heath. Yes. What a great guy. I don't know who it would be now. Um, mm, you're like thinking hard, too. I am. Look. I'm trying to like. I'm still a solid Zac Efron. Yeah. Aren't you getting a little old for Zac Efron? No, he's aging also. <laughs> I bet you still. <laughs> Good point. He's not doing Disney shit anymore. (laughs) I bet you still sit at home and watch High School Musical and play with your little Peter, thinking Uh, about Zach Efron through that movie again. Playing basketball. Doesn't he play basketball in that movie? Yeah. Or is he a cheerleader? (laughs) Basketball player. (laughs) No, he's too young and like scrawny in that. That's when he has more buff years. So like Zach Efron in Baywatch. Yeah, like that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Where he's like carrying refrigerators around on his back. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, okay. Did you pick one yet? Or are you still She's thinking? Still thinking. I'm still. You can go ahead. I'll, I'm oh. thinking still. We know who his is. Who? Who? Mila. <laughs> you love Mila. Mila. I do <laughs> love Mila. I still wasn't thinking that was like his favorite. I don't, I don't know, know if she's my favorite, but I do love Mila. Who would I say? I don't know. It's a hard decision to make on the spot. Right. I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Oh, I do like Miley Cyrus. It's that voice. You know she's into some freaky shit. She said she was on the podcast. Yeah. Obviously, like, Jason Momoa is, like, ridiculous. How do you go from Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> to Jason Momoa? I don't know. Huh. I just have different tastes. That's fine. Different strokes for different folks. I mean, I, it's not like I see one person and I'm like, oh, I like every single person that looks similar to them. No, you're allowed to like one person and that's it. That's oh, okay. it. Nobody <laughs> well, else. fuck. <laughs> Shia oh. LaBeouf, even Stevens. <laughs> Actually, like, I do think he's extremely hot. He's really hot now, yeah. Did you see his he's new his new there. movie like where he's like a gangster? Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-mm. Called The Collector or something, I think? Isn't that uh, really bad? Didn't um, we talk about this? Somebody told me it was terrible. I'm, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I can't comment. I'm not really sure about it. Anyway, you want to read the next question? We yes. only have two this time. Have you ever had a dream about dying or killing someone? Jesus. I've dreamt about killing Seth before. <sighs> Back to this again. Have you really? No. Oh. Yes. Oh, fuck. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't know. I don't remember if I did. I'm sure I have. I've never had a <laughs> killing somebody dream. I've had like almost dying, but usually you wake up like, you know, right mm-hmm. before, like, uh, do that. Like, what was it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're like falling. Everyone's had the falling dream. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Does that mean you're dying? I don't know what that's supposed to mean, I but everyone always said if you don't wake up before you hit the ground, you die or whatever. That can't be real. I don't I'm sure they know. Right. Because they're still alive. Like, I'm so sure. You ever notice, like, everybody, I do it too, but, like, everybody talks about they. It's always they, Seth. They, yeah. They. Who is they? Just everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> anyone else. Well, they said. The Matrix. Mm. <laughs> but, no, I've never dreamt of, like, murdering somebody. I haven't either. That I've, I remember, anyway. I've had a dream that I've been shot in the head, like, Jesus. three times. I've had been three shot, times. yeah, and stabbing dreams. What, you were shot in the head three times, or you've had this dream three times? I've had this dream three times, like, like the over same. the course of, and it's been, like, over, like, 10-year period of time. Same, like, setting people? Mm, no, the, no, they were all different, hmm. but, like, each time I would wake up with a fucking headache. Really? Yes. Maybe you had the dream because you had a headache. I don't know. 
Dreams are weird. It was like weird though. I remember in one of them, like in my dream, I got shot in the head. I like knew it was happening. I was like, oh my God, they just shot me in the head. <laughs> and I like felt my forehead and felt the bullet like under my yeah. skin. Ew. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> Dreams weird. are so weird. They're just, I don't know, it's crazy. Another one I've had a lot, like several times is I'll be driving on the highway and my steering wheel pops off and then there's a semi coming straight at me. Holy shit. Some final destination <laughs> shit right and there. And then I wake up like right before the semi like hits me. Oh, thank goodness. Do you wake up and like scream? Are you like, oh, it's more like a, like a, <gasps> like <laughs> panicky oh sweat, like drooling on myself. You were drooling? <laughs> <laughs> She had to get a towel. She keeps a cleanup towel next to the bed, not for sexual activity, but yeah. to clean the drool up when <laughs> she wakes up. Just for the drool. Hmm. Yeah. So, very active dreams. I guess, dude. Those are serious dreams. Do you have them, like, all the time? No. It's just very random. But those are, like, the only ways that I've ever died in my dreams. I've been shot in the head and hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever dreamed about dying or killing anyone. I don't really remember my dreams, though, to be honest with you. It's very, very rare that I ever remember a dream. The only dreams I ever remember, it's the same one. I always wake up in, like, this house. It's not my house, but, like, mm -hmm. my family lives there. I think I told you guys this before yeah. on here. But it's always, I can, like, tell you the layout of the house. It's really weird. That is weird. I know. It makes me wonder if this is all simulation. This isn't really what's going on. Could be. I'm Black at that mirror. other place. Black Mirror. That's another good series. Mm, I need to watch that. I haven't watched that one yet. Awesome. I tried to start it, but I just I, there was a couple bad ones, and I just couldn't get into it. I feel like it gets better and better with each season. I need to watch it. You know Miley Cyrus is in one, so mm -hmm. maybe that'll be the one that just pushes me over the edge into being a full-fledged Black Mirror fan. It could be. Mm, 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 mm. <sighs> Let's hop into the Do You Like Scary Movies discussion. Our movie this episode is Ghost Ship. This was Seth's pick. Seth, why did you pick this movie? I love this movie. Ooh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's in my top ten favorites. Movies, hmm. yeah. Well, do you remember the first time you saw it? No, but I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater, I think, when it came out. It's actually older than I thought it was. 2002. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit. I thought it was like more like 2005 or six, but mm. yeah. pretty sure I saw it in the theater, but I can't be... 100% on that. Well, you shouldn't say things if you can't verify the facts. Well, it was a long time ago. It's 2020. You can't just say shit randomly anymore, okay? You can't just make outlandish comments. People, There's probably people right now fact-checking that. I will look through my scrapbook and see if I have the ticket stub. Okay. <laughs> Let us know. Can you go get it now? Yeah, I'll be back in a minute. Okay, we'll be right <laughs> here. In the meantime, Jess, do you remember the first time you watched this movie? Um, I don't remember the first time. It wasn't at in the theater but um i watched it at home and i remember i loved it and then i eventually had the vhs for it Ooh. i remember i got the vhs out of like the walmart bin for like <laughs> five bucks Damn, that's a deal yeah i paid eight dollars to rent it today on accident because i actually rented the standard version and then i had to rent the hd version because I, I can't watch it in standard mm. i'm sorry I also got the Ring VHS that same day. Damn. I was like, wop, wop, taking both of these. Wop, wop. wop. Two for one combo. Walmart special. Shit. I watched the shit out of it. It was one of my faves. Ghost Ship or The Ring? Ghost Ship. Oh. I liked The Ring, too. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. We know. We know. We know. Settle down. We Settle down. No. 
Uh, the first time I saw this was at the good old Upper Valley Mall Cinema. You remember it vividly? Oh. Uh, I don't remember it vividly, no, but I remember watching it at the theater. The theater. I don't remember who I was with. 2002. Let's see. Who were you rolling with in 2002? My homies. <laughs> His mom. My my mom went with me. Mama. Like, mom, can you take me to the movies and buy me some popcorn? Can you take me to see Ghost Ship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did, too. She loved it, she said. Mm-hmm. She did. What can I say? All right, so there's like a... Not a ton of characters in this, but uh, so our characters are going to be Gabrielle Byrne plays Murphy, Julianne. I can't even t- try to pronounce this. You guys, Margulies. Margulies. Yeah, Margul <laughs> Margulies. Uh, she plays Epps. Ron Eldred plays Dodge. Desmond Harrington plays Ferriman. I think his name's Jack Ferriman. I just called mm-hmm. him Jack the whole time. Yeah. I thought they called him Chef at first. So <laughs> Chef. <laughs> <laughs> no, Halfway through, I was, no, I was calling him chef, <laughs> and then I had to go in and change it. <clears throat> Isaiah Washington plays Greer. Alex Dimitriades, is that right? Yep. Plays Santos, <laughs> and Carl Urban plays Munder. Did you guys recognize Murphy from anything else? Yeah, he has been in several mm-hmm. different things I've seen. I didn't look it up, but he looked familiar, but I couldn't think of anything he was in. Unless I just think he looks familiar because of this movie. Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure. That could be. Mm-hmm. Um, Dodge, Ron Eldred, he is in um, Justified. I don't know if you guys watched Justified on FX or not, but he played in uh, Justified. <sighs> Juliana, wasn't she in like ER? She was in ER. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. I remember her. So Epps, the, the lady that plays Epps, she was in ER? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the guy that plays Jack Ferriman, he is in Dexter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Quinn. Qu- he's Quinn. Quinn. Poor Quinn. And I didn't, uh, Munder, Carl Urban, I know he's in a bunch of shit, but I couldn't, like off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you something he's in. Isn't he in The Boys? The Boys. Oh, fuck. Is he uh, the butcher? Yeah. Son of a gun. I knew he looked <laughs> familiar. And also, it's crazy that you didn't know who Murphy was. Well, Gabrielle Byrne, he's in Hereditary. Is he the dad? Uh-huh. Oh. He looks so old mm-hmm. and well, fat. Well, this mm-hmm. movie's almost 20 years old. Holy crap. Crap cow. Fuck shit cow. Shit fuck cow. Oh, he was, he was a man in the iron mask. Oh, I love that movie. I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somebody shoot me in the face. You don't like man in the iron mask? No, I don't. Actually, I, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever <laughs> no, seen I don't. it. Uh, this was directed by Steve Beck. Steve Beck has uh, also directed The Hunt for Red October and 13 Ghosts. Oh. Crazy Interesting. Shit. Crazy shit. Seth hit us with the synopsis. Let me get it out here. No, no. Oh, the synopsis. I thought he was talking about something else. I, I can do too. that too. No, please don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a remote region of the Bering Sea. A boat salvage crew discovers the eerie remains of a grand passenger liner, thought lost for more than 40 years. But once on board the eerie cavernous ship, the crew of the Arctic warrior discovers that the decaying vessel is anything but deserted. (gasps) It's home to something more deadly and horrific than anything they've encountered in all of their years at sea. Holy shit, did you practice that? No, (laughs) I just pulled it off. He like made awkward eye contact with me while he was reading it also. Wasn't that hot? You sounded real piratey at the end. You were like, <laughs> I see, <laughs> matey. <laughs> that was not intentional. Uh, and they found the ship and all the gold. <laughs> Arr. Arr, matey. 
Are you guys ready to jump into this or what? Ready. Sure am, girlfriend. <laughs> All my exes live in Texas. Crack that can. Crack. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> what sucks is I haven't had a drink throughout this whole thing because I crushed that first one and didn't get around to... Uh, Getting this one out. So. <laughs> oh, hmm. Tell it again. It That's happens. a great story. I'm a favorite for parties. Scene one, <laughs> opening scene. The movie opens with a beautiful ocean liner. Thank you. <laughs> he was on the edge of his seat on that yeah, one. Like I have bitch. cruise ship written down. Seth about blew a freaking tit over here. Um, right. It is not a cruise ship. It is an yeah. ocean liner. We see a woman in a red dress singing on stage as a room full of people dance and are dressed in tuxes and fancy dresses francesca yes her name is francesca francesca so i was trying to roll my r oh wow didn't happen the first time sound like you were like puking while <laughs> you were trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god outside on the deck uh, uh, there are other people dancing around to the music as well we see a small girl sitting off by herself playing with letter cubes have you guys ever seen these before no. No, not like that. No, me neither. Was I just like the intro. Did you notice how like 60s it was? Like mm-hmm. with the pink ghost ship? I, I knew that you would comment on that yeah. too. Yeah, I thought it was cool. So that's very 60s. We see a gentleman passing out drinks to guests as the girl watches. A man asks her to dance. We see someone push a lever which starts a spool wheeling a wire cable. The cable pulls tight and it rips through all of the guests on the dance floor. Ugh. The guests look around, visibly shocked, and we see blood start to drip and fall as the guests all have been cut in half and fall to the deck of the ship. Mm-hmm. People are crawling around, and some of the arms are still moving that have been cut off. We cut to the girl and the man she was dancing with. She's hugging him, he's hugging her, and then we see part of his head start to slide off, and it falls to the ground. And it's the captain. The captain. By the way, it's pretty obvious. She <laughs> screams. What an opening scene, huh? It's great. Yeah. Now, I did forget the CGI is not wonderful in this. <laughs> For that time, <laughs> For it that was. For that time, it probably was, but. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't think this scene was terrible. I actually, I actually like this scene, despite it being, you know, almost 20 years old and the CGI doesn't really I liked hold the up. silence after it went through everybody. Mm-hmm. There was a good at least like 10 seconds or more. Of just Well, they're all looking around trying yeah. to figure out what's going on. Because when you think about it, if you really got cut like that. You wouldn't just immediately die. No. No, you'd be like, uh, Especially if it was that, like, fine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, ugh. Mm-hmm. But it goes, like, right through all of them real mm-hmm. fast. Yep. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to know what would actually happen if you did that. Not that I want to, like, go do it to somebody. <laughs> that a takes lot of some careful planning. planning. And yeah. It's a lot of... I mean... Yeah. Well, actually, not to ruin the movie for everybody right out of the gate, but I do have a fun fact already. So Mythbusters actually proved that a cable could not, in fact, cut a person in half, let alone an entire deck full of people. Oh. oh. Yeah, they did this on their fourth season. The episode was called Killer Cable Snaps. I get it. Like, I guess I maybe it couldn't cut through bone is probably why, right? Um, Probably not, I guess. I mean, like skin I could see, but not... Oh, the other thing I liked about it is that people were like crawling around. So they were like pulling themselves around with their arms because yeah. obviously their bottom part had been cut off. Yeah. And then there were like arms that had been cut off and mm. like the arms were still moving mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Yep. 
It makes me, it's, it's like the Walking Dead where the zombies are all moving mm-hmm. around and stuff. But do you think you would still, like, I would think that you would probably be able to do that, right? Yeah, if you didn't go into shock, I would think you'd. Mm. I just think it's like the one lady was like crawling after her bottom. Yeah, half. she was like trying I'm to like, grab I'm like, what her. are you going to do <laughs> yeah. at this point? Like, pull like, it back uh, on. What if she put it back? <laughs> That'd be gross. She's like, there we go, duct tape yeah. it. <laughs> Scene two Keep your pants on, Murphy. We cut to the present day and see a tugboat pulling an old beat-up ship. They're having issues pulling it, and a woman named Epps goes across a zip line and onto the old boat. They're yelling at her, telling her to get back, uh, that it's taking too much water. So this boat is starting to sink. I thought it was like an oil rig thing. Uh, Maybe it was some kind of boat. I don't they know. They called it a tugboat. Well, no, they're on the tugboat. They're what they it. do is they're like, collect, they go out and they right, salvage. pull it. But I thought yeah. it was some kind of floating, like, anyway. Oh. Hmm. I thought it was a boat. Maybe it was. I don't know. She dives into... I called it an old boat, so sorry. She (laughs) dives into the old boat, and her and three guys go down, and they weld a a piece of metal over where the hole is that's taking in the water. Um, We cut to the crew at a bar with a bunch of cash on a table, and they are partying. So we already know Epps is badass. She's a badass lady. Mm -hmm. Um, A guy named Jack Fairman walks over and asks Mr. Murphy, the leader of the group, if he can talk to him. Jack shows them pictures of a boat that he had found. They all look interested, and he tells them all he only wants the 20% finder's fee. The group talks it over. They've been out to sea for six months already, and some of them want to get home, specifically Greer, who has his fiance waiting on him, correct? Mm-hmm. Woman. His woman, she's mm-hmm. waiting on him. Uh, they take a vote, and they're all in. Murphy tells Fairman, uh, which is that's Jack, so Murphy tells Jack that he'll only give him 10% rather than 20%, uh, but in the agreement, they have to take Jack with them. So Jack is going to go. He's going to tag along. Jack wanted to go. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, th- I don't know that it matters, but I had a note that Jack says he's a pilot, and that's how he found the, the boat. Yeah. He, he had f- flew some kind mm-hmm. of weather plane. Yeah. And, and he, saw it a couple times. So that's when he had taken pictures of. But he never really says how he knew these people. I'm assuming these people must be like known in the community as... He asked around yeah. or something. Yeah, that never came Yeah, out. I'm yeah. guessing... Scene three, the night journey. We see the crew driving on a boat in a rainstorm. So, Seth, I know you're really into boats. Let me ask you this. On the Arctic Warrior? Is, is, it, dr- is it driving a boat or is it steering a boat? What do you call it? I, when I guess they call it driving. I don't know. Oh, I wow. call it a boat because it's you're not. Really? I just like ocean liners, okay? Not this little tug <sighs> I thing. I just like ocean liners. Okay. I don't like a good tug unless it's on a boat. Okay. Ooh. I like that Santos was jamming to Mudvayne. God, <laughs> fucking Mudvayne. <laughs> uh, San- one man, his name is Santos. He's driving the boat, jamming some Mudvayne music while the others are down below joking around and giving haircuts. You know? What else are you going to do? Yeah. Santos notices something on the radar and calls for Murphy. Murphy goes up and notices a ship is on the radar, but they cannot see it. Murphy gets on the radio trying to contact the ship with no luck. How did you miss this classic Munder quote? I I don't know. Go ahead. Everyone knows you Navy boys take it up the ass. (laughs) I must have missed that too. Munder says this? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Hmm. Hmm. Go figure. Munder is another one <laughs> of the group. Uh, obviously, we named him off earlier. But yeah, so apparently Munder, who was he talking to? Dodge? Greer. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because they were like just fucking around down there. Hmm. When Greer was getting his hair cut. Mm-hmm. Dodge and Munder are mm. funny. Yeah. Da- yeah, they're awesome. They're the yeah. comic relief. In they're this. like the, they, they remind me of me and Seth. Because <laughs> <laughs> Greer's like totally. serious all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Suddenly, they see the ship appear in front of them. As they try to back up, people are thrown all over the boat. Dodge is knocked off the front of the boat and almost gets crushed. Um, and then, what is the name of their boat, Seth? The Arctic Warrior. The Arctic <laughs> Warrior bounces off of the large ship. Dodge gets out of the way just before he's crushed. So let's talk about how this old ship looks. Um, obviously, it it's kind of very beat up. It looks abandoned. Yeah, so all the rails are broken off of it. There's holes in it. Um, and what I noticed right away was the look that the uh, crew gave it because they were, like, shocked. And if these guys are out there all the time, constantly getting all the old abandoned boats, and they were that shocked to see this one, that must mean it's pretty... Uh, Either extravagant or really fucked up one of the two. Mm-hmm. I took it so big because they're obviously pulling them in scrap and stuff. Right. So this is probably the biggest thing they've ever seen. Do you think their boat could pull that? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, they even Santos is even like saying that it can't somewhere in here. Yeah, I think that's coming up. But yeah, yeah, I was like, there's no fucking way. And then they said it would take them two weeks just to pull it. Yeah, I don't know how far out they're supposed to have gone, but so I took. I thought they were trying to like fix something on the ocean liner so that they could like I don't know put it like in a cruise control type mode. Yeah, so that it makes it easier. Is that what they were trying yeah, to do? Yeah, once they go on and they scope out the scene, they see the bot the bottom is flooded, so they were gonna yeah. pump the water. They were gonna weld it, pump the water out of it, and then try to pull it. But Just it was trying to pull it while it's sinking would be like a lot of drag. Right. Yeah. And wasn't it drifting toward the rocks? Yeah, it already hit it once. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Did you notice what the name of the rocks were? No, what were they? Bowers Rocks. They were? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I what a beautiful a name that is. Mm-hmm. Epps asks Murphy if he knows the ship, and he says, only in my dreams. Murphy says the Italian liners couldn't comp- uh, compete for speed, so they built these floating art palaces instead. She was reported on the 21st of May in 1962 as missing. There was not a distress signal. She was just gone. Ever since, people have been looking for her. By the law of the sea, she's ours. And you noticed how the ship kept disappearing from the radar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so that isn't should that, tell us something. Isn't that why Santos called for him? Because it was there, then it wasn't, then it was there. And that's and why they hit it, because it wasn't there, and then it showed up again. Mm. And even after they saw it, it kept, like, Yeah, because right after he said we can salvage it, we see the radar and the ship's not on it, even though they're right there. Gotcha. So that's when you're like, hmm. Scene four, all aboard. Murphy and Epps go on a big boom arm from the tugboat <laughs> to the ship. Um, they won't let Ferriman, Jack, they won't let Jack go with him. Uh, he has to stay in the tugboat, but, um, in the tugboat, he sees a pic of Epps and Murphy. He asks Greer if they're a thing. Greer tells him that she's like a daughter to him and he'd be lost without her. They never really dive into that anymore after that. No. So I thought that was weird. I don't know if maybe they tried to cut things out of the movie to keep it at a certain time because it was 90 minutes which you guys know I love my 90 minute that movies. That was like 91 mm. minutes. Perfect. But they never really build on that again so I don't know. I think they were just making the point that they weren't a couple. I feel like maybe he took her under his wing at some point. Well she says she owns <clears throat> a third of his operation. Yeah so maybe she was an orphan. I, I don't know. We're just making shit up at this point. <laughs> but clearly she's he's like a dad to her. Yes. Yeah. Which we see later but yeah. On board the huge ship, Epps, Murphy, and two others examine the boat. The two others are Dodge and Munder. Mm-hmm. 
The ship is beat up and old. It looks like a tornado went through the inside of it. I mean, the chairs are flipped over. Yeah. The walls are ripped up. There's like clearly blood stains on a lot of the stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Murphy hears something moving, and they find an old grandfather clock that's mounted to the wall uh, with the hour or the, the second hand, right? With the second hand still moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pendulum down below. Is it stops the as they walk up the to pendulum. it. And jump, <laughs> jump scare. Did you jump? No, I've seen this enough times that I knew mm, that that was going to happen. Bummer. <laughs> but yeah, it would be a jump scare. They all laugh and walk off. We see the letter blocks on the table from the girl <sighs> earlier. Um, and they twist and the letters read, welcome aboard. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Murph says that she had over 600 passengers aboard her, people from all over Europe. They approach a door, and as Murphy opens it, you can hear what sounds like clapping faintly in the background. Did you guys hear that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had headphones on. Seth, you listen to this shit so fucking loud. There's, your neighbors <laughs> heard the clapping, but it was pretty faint. Like I don't know if I didn't have headphones on if I would have been able to hear it on our TV. Um, they enter the room, and as they're walking, Munder falls through the floor and is holding himself up by one hand. Epps leans down to help him. She grabs him and as she's helping him up, we see through the floor and in the room below, she sees a little girl, uh, the little girl from the beginning of the movie. Katie. Katie. She looks away and looks back and the girl's gone. Mm. Oh, shoot. We cut to Epps, Dodge, Munder, and Murphy in the captain's room looking around. We can see the storm through the windows outside. Munder tells him that the compass is dead and then there's like this weird dead bird scene. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. It's like a dead bird up, up against the window. Was it cut in half or was it like it uh, was ripped up? It looked like it was cut in half yeah. Yeah. to me. And the compass not working is important to note. Oh, it is? I did yes. write that down. Because it later. Oh. Mm-hmm. Fuel tanks are empty. Shit. Yep. Dodge yep. tells him the fuel tank is empty and Murphy tells Epps they need to find the ship's log. Under one of the papers, Dodge finds a wristwatch with a digital display. He says, do the math. They didn't have digital watches in 1962. Because as a Munder, like, well, it's just a watch. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's just a watch. <laughs> Murph tells them that they weren't the first ones on the ship, but <clears throat> it's theirs now. They decide to get a couple hours of sleep and pull it in the morning. Scene five, back on the old tugboat. The crew comes back from searching the boat, and Fairman asks Murph if there's any sign of how it got there. Murph tells them a story about a boat that was bound for London after the Civil War. Something was not quite right with the ship. When they went on board to check out the ship, there was no one on board. 59 days after its last log, the ship had traveled by itself with nobody at the helm. Jack says, it's a ghost ship. Ghost ship. Murphy tells them that he's seen things they couldn't even imagine. Whoa. Greer tells Murphy that they'll need to get the engines working correctly to tug it, but it could still take two weeks to haul it in. We cut to Epps daydreaming about the little girl on the ship. We see Jack bring her a jacket and a cigarette. He asks her if she's okay, and she tells him about the little girl. She tells him that she saw her looking right at her. Then nothing happened. She just disappeared. Jack tells her that when he's flying sometimes, for hours, he starts to see things that aren't really there. Hmm... <laughs> what do you guys make a Jack so far? Something's a little fishy. Yeah, he's real nerdy, squirrely, little squirrely, little yeah. nerdy. He acts dumb, like kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That'll, Something's up. Yeah. Scene six. The next day, we see Jack standing on the tugboat dock. Four scuba divers come up and they tell him that there's a big ass hole in the sinking ship. 
back inside, Murphy tells him that it's just a uh, a bump in the road. Munder puts together a plan to pump the water out of the boat and make it so they can pull the boat with the tugboat. There's an awkward exchange between Murphy and Santos, the man who's supposed to fix the tugboat. That's Santos. He's the driver as well as, I guess, the uh, engineer. But um, So him and um, Murphy, there's clearly some awkward tension between the two of them. It's almost like he... Murphy doesn't ever listen to him or something because he tells him that they can't pull the boat with the way the engines are. Oh, now. Santos, yeah. Yes. So Greer thinks it'll take two weeks, and that's if Santos can even get the uh, motors working. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I'm no ship uh, person, but I can tell. I look just, you know, just eyeballing it. I didn't think they were going to be able to pull that big ass boat. I mean, tugboats aren't that big, and they, well, they used to push those big boats around and stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's how they steered them into a port. Mm. Yeah. Look at your um, boat knowledge just coming in so handy right now. Mm-hmm. God, I wish I was as smart as you, so. Never Mur- going to happen. <laughs> Never. Murphy. Never. Murphy t- Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mur- <laughs> Murphy tells the crew the plan, and they all set off their own ways. We cut to Santos talking to a picture of a car and working on the engine of the ship or the boat, suddenly oil shoots out all over his face. Was this supposed to mean something? I didn't... No, I think oh. this just shows... Because Santos was like sweet-talking the picture of his car. Oh. And shot oil on his face, and he's talking to the engine like it's a person. Mm, okay. So, all right. I didn't know if like I missed something there. Jess, what are your thoughts? I, I didn't have anything written there. I, di- I guess I didn't think much about it. Mm. I think it was like an attempt at a character building moment. Gotcha. Mm. Kind of just showing what kind of guy he is. Well, because later there's some things that happened to the tugboat <clears throat> that somebody right. else is controlling. That's mm-hmm. why I thought, well, maybe it was, I just missed it. I don't know. No, I don't think at this point. Scene seven, back on the ghost ship. We cut to Murphy, Greer, and Epps on the ghost ship looking around. Epps enters the pool room where we see an empty pool with with crap all over the bottom of it. So it looks like there was just shit thrown all in this pool. Mm-hmm. No water, just shit. As she investigates the bottom, she notices uh, she notices there's holes all in the walls, all in the bottom of it. Uh, we cut to Munder and Dodge walking through a hallway with water up to their knees, and they try to walkie Epps to tell her they're headed to the main engine room. But it ain't working. Nope. The walkie-talkies never work on the ship, right? Is that correct? I don't think they ever uh, yeah. really do, no. Uh-uh. Mm, Murphy and Greer have an awkward exchange in another hallway. There's a captain's sign on the wall, and Greer tries to walk down the hall to the captain's room, but Murphy stands in front of him and won't let him go. Greer says, all right, Capitano, and walks off as Murphy <laughs> goes down the hallway toward the captain's chambers. What was that about? I don't know, actually. I'm getting the vibe that this Murphy dude's kind of a prick. Yeah, he. I mean, he's... yeah. I agree. He wouldn't let Greer go down and look in the captain's room. He mm. wasn't listening to Santos about the engines. I wonder if they're mad like that he plays favorites because he's obviously, I don't know, Epps is his favorite. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. There's, there was definitely awkward, though. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, back at the pool, Epps is now down in the empty pool looking at the walls. There are what appear to be bullet holes all in the tile, and she notices bullet shell casings on the ground of the pool. As she walks up the ladder to get out of the pool, the little girl, Katie, is standing there at the top of the ladder. She scares her. She falls back and hits her head on the ground in the pool. Ah. Unconscious. We cut to Murphy in the captain's chambers looking around. The room is very beat up and is dripping water. Uh, I think it's out of a wall. 
He finds a razor blade in the sink with dried blood on it. There's also blood all in the sink, too. Mm -hmm. That was kind of weird. Why does he pick it up? Does he smell it or did he just rub his fingers across it? Why would you even touch that? I don't know. This guy's (laughs) fucking weird. But he's obviously like wishes he was a captain, I think, like this guy was. Mm. I think. Okay. That's what I got from it. I think he's also obsessed with this boat for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I think he's like envious. Yeah. We cut to Greer looking down an elevator shaft. At the same time, Dodge and Munder notice that the engine is totally flooded. They'll have to dive in to get what they need. They walkie-talkie Epps, and as they do, we cut to Epps and see that uh, she cut herself and there was blood. I think it was coming out of the back of her head from where she fell, but it was like going Mm -hmm. down in the bullet holes. It was like being sucked into the bullet holes in the bottom of the pool. As she comes to and gets up, Fairman is Jack. I'm going to call him Fairman all fucking Jack. episode. But as she comes to and gets up, Jack is standing at the top of the pool asking her what happened and if she hurt herself. Hmm. And then there was blood coming out of the side of the bullet holes in the wall. That was yes. weird. Yes. So there was blood going into the bullet holes on the floor but coming out the walls, which was very weird. But there's like bullet over this freaking oh, pool. Yeah, it's riddled. Riddled. <laughs> riddled with bullets. Back in the captain's chambers, Murphy finds a bottle of liquor that's open and has been poured into a glass. He picks it up to take a sip. As he does, he looks in the mirror and sees the original captain staring back at him. So it should be noted that when Jacka came Jacka came when Jack came up to them in the bar, um, he asked if he could buy Murphy a drink, and Epps tells him that Murphy doesn't drink. So um, so I thought it was weird that he picked up the glass, sniffed it like he was going to take a drink of it, looks up, sees the captain in the mirror, and then drops it. And I don't, the glass doesn't break, but all the liquor pours out of it. Like I how, wish. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I wish the captain would have been like, sup, dog? Sup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they said sup, dog, in 1962. Sup, dog. Well, maybe. What or is up, you? my gentleman? <laughs> How are you, my gentleman? <laughs> but would you fucking drink that? No. I mean, you would assume it's been sitting there for 40 years. I mean, um, would it cup. even... There's, would that even... It would have, like, disintegrated, right? It would evaporate, I would think. Evaporate. Yeah. Yeah. It would have had to have, but then there wasn't a um, cork or a top on the bottle of liquor mm-hmm. either. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't drink it. I probably would. Let's, I guess let's, if let's you were not real lie. thirsty, maybe. <laughs> real thirsty. <laughs> Back in the so pool whiskey. room, blood is seeping out of the bullet holes and into the pool. Epps tells uh, Jack that she saw a little girl again and that she believes there were people in the pool. As they walk out, we see the pool is full of blood and there are bodies floating around under the mm-hmm. water. Over the walkie-talkies, everyone can hear a woman singing. It sounds like the woman from the beginning of the movie, Francesca. <laughs> Epson Fairman find a <laughs> ventilation shaft door that she opens. As she does, water comes flying out into the room, and there are dead bodies, rotted dead bodies that come out with the water. They slam into them. They fall down. The door they came through initially shuts itself and latches. Oh, shit. Holy smokes. This is getting serious. And they're in the central laundry room, just so everybody knows. Thank you. Epps tells (laughs) them that they must call the Coast Guard and get the hell off the boat. They notice that the door is locked that they came through, like I just said, and they must go through the way which the bodies came out. (laughs) Gross. Well, like another door opens. Did you Uh see that? Oh, I thought it was the door that the bodies came out of. Uh-oh, there's another one that opened. Uh-huh. Wasn't there one like on the side of it? Or yeah, whatever? yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously it was directing them where to go. Ooh, we cut to Greer in the <laughs> dance hall looking around. He notices a cigarette and an ashtray with red lipstick on it. He sees a pic of Francesca on the wall and he says, nice, nice titties. titties. 
I was like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so funny because they're not even like, I they're don't not know, big. out. There's no. like no cleavage. Uh-uh. Oh, in like the picture? A, it's like yeah. a side oh. view which has got a dress on. Yeah. Well, I mean, he sees him later, so maybe that's why he was like, he was just foreshadowing. He was nice. like, yup. <laughs> yup. Hmm, interesting. As the camera pans out and Greer walks away, we see Francesca sitting off uh, to the side smoking a mm-hmm. cigarette. We cut back to Jack and Epps walking. Jack finds a door, a room with an old car, and he geeks out over the car. I don't, I'm not a car guy. So. Oh my God, Epps. Epps notices, <laughs> Epps notices a bag moving in another room as she kicks over the bag. Uh, the lid of a box falls off. The box is filled with rats. Jack notices that under the rats are golden bars. Ooh. So I have a note here. So the ship is full of gold. Okay. Um, I'll be honest. I don't, if I saw that, I wouldn't know that that was like gold. Like how I wouldn't know that if it was like real or not. I'd be like, oh, hey, look, a box full of gold bars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would. You're like, it's chocolate. Yeah. It's chocolate. <laughs> well, there's rats on it. That makes sense. I think you'd realize it was gold. Hmm. I would think. What are your thoughts? <laughs> what are What are know. your thoughts so far about this ship? Like, for me, when I was watching it, obviously Jack kept sticking out to me, but it was like, okay, so we've got these people at the beginning of it. They're all fancy. They're dressed up. They, they get the kibosh. Now we're finding gold in the ship. There's obviously a wristwatch. The liquor bottle had to have been new. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, Jack's fucking... Because honestly, I forgot about the twist at the end. But I'm like, okay, Jack's fucking weird. So I'm like, Jack lured these people to this ship mm-hmm. to do something Yep. to them. Yep. That was At this point in the movie, that's what I had thought. But then I couldn't explain the little girl. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, mm. it's like, I don't know about this movie, Seth. I don't know about it. And that was just along the lines of, to me, I'm like, oh, they're trapped there. Like, their souls right. are trapped mm-hmm. there. Fairman and Epps leave the room trying to get a hold of Murphy on the radio with no luck. When uh, Over the radio, somebody says Maureen, which uh, Epps tells Jack that's actually her first name. We can hear over the radio someone saying, it's cold and lonely. Epps and Jack walk to uh, the galley. Mm-hmm. Through an open door, Epps walks through a room of sheets. Uh, we see something moving under the sheets. So it's kind of like you see the white sheets and like you can see like a face, I think. It's a meat locker. Is that what it is? Yeah. I thought she called it a galley for some reason. Well, they went in the galley and then they see the freezer, the walk-in. Oh, okay. Because Jack's like, don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> so as Epps moves through the freezer, um, we see the sheets start to move uh, and one of them screams at her. She runs out of the room and Munder and Dodge follow her out laughing. So it was Munder and Dodge <laughs> under the sheets messing with her. Kind of a dick move. Yeah. Uh, she's clearly pissed off, doesn't think it's funny. She asks them if they want to hear something that's really funny and tells them that there were a bunch of dead guys floating downstairs and that they found a bunch of gold in the cargo hold, slamming a bar of gold on the table. Mm-hmm. I thought that part was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think Munder and Dodge are hilarious. They are. They're awesome. Uh, Munder and Dodge look shocked as we cut to Murphy breaking the lock off the other boxes in the cargo hold while the rest of the crew watch with flashlights. Jack giggles annoyingly as the rest of the group start to laugh and hug each other, screaming, We're rich. Yeah, I didn't like that. That made him even more of a fucking creeper. Oh, Jack. When he was like, <laughs> He's yeah. like, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm not into Jack. I agree. He's like giggling. He's ah, he's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, he's playing a part. 
let me ask you guys a question. You may, you may not know the answer because I don't know the answer, but if we found like a box of gold bars, what, what do you do with a box of gold bars? Like, who do you contact yeah. to cash in? Like, do you call the <laughs> You take it union? to the gas station. <laughs> say, right. I've got some gold to cash in. Go to like a check cashing place. <laughs> take them down to your local speedway. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, what if we like went for a hike in the woods and we found a box of gold? Like, what? Wasn't there like a, there's like an infomercial where they're like, old gold, send us your old gold and we'll send you cash uh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, wasn't yeah. there like necklaces and rings? Jewelry and, and stuff like that, yeah. You can't mail these fuckers a bar of Just gold. Just mail like, it you know. and they'll send you a check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You'd never hear from those people again. My, that sounds like something my grandma would do. Yeah. She's like, they said to send them all the gold. Sorry, oh, did. Lord. They sent me a cashier's check. Cashier's <laughs> check. Money order. <laughs> Western so, Union. Western Union. So they pull the boxes out to count the gold. Murphy thinks there could be. Do you remember how much? I thought he said two to three million dollars. Two hundred to okay. three hundred million. That makes more sense because later, uh, yeah. Munder's talking about how he's he's gonna have like third three hundred million dollars, and I'm like, that. I said two to three hundred million. Okay, that makes more sense. However, the markings are filed down. So yes. Obviously, it's stolen. Yes. Munder asks if the gold is from 1962. Who were the guys that Epps fl- found floating around? They can't be more than three weeks old, so they couldn't be more than three weeks old. Um, so, yeah, Munder's already questioning, like, where does gold come from? Who are these people floating in the boats? Because I feel like once they find the gold, they don't give two shits about those people that they found earlier now. Right. Mm-hmm. Greer tells them that the ship is fucked up. He heard a woman singing to him, like coming on to him or something. It was the sexiest voice he'd ever heard. They all laugh and make fun of him. The team decides that they're going to take the gold and leave the ship. Hmm. I think Greer is like itching to get home to his woman. Yeah. He's missing her. He's hearing shit. He thinks ghosts are coming on he to him. He likes that Francesca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those titties. Nice titties. <laughs> Scene eight. Let's get the hell out of here. The team is preparing to leave, packing up their items and working to get the tugboat working. As Santos is working on the engine, we see a nozzle turn on its own. We see Greer begin to turn on the boat as Epps is moving boxes onto the tugboat. Suddenly, the little girl Katie appears and yells, Stop, stop. You don't know what you're doing. Don't start the boat. Some Something grabs her and pulls her mm. overboard. Did you notice that? Yeah, something shoots up through the sky and like mm-hmm. air. Pulls pulls Katie right off the boat. Mm. Uh, Greer starts the boat and the tugboat explodes, uh, <laughs> blowing Santos uh, out. We don't see him for a while. Ep jumps into the water and swims uh, to Greer. Jack grabs Dodge and Epps yells for Santos. I said, "Why?" I we see Murphy. He's like pushing a cart through the ship. But what was he doing? I don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. Okay. We cut back to uh, Jack, Greer, Dodge, and Epps, um, and Munder on the ghost ship. As uh, Epps doctors up Greer, Dodge picks up picks a fight with Fairman, tell, uh, Jack, telling him that he should have looked up the ship before sending all of them out there. Did you notice it had that, like, classic explosion where, like, <laughs> you're standing and all of a sudden it just, like, f- makes the person fly in the oh, other yeah, direction, yeah. and she just kind of gets up and is like, Oh, Epps? <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> like, no fucking like dirt yeah, or no. like debris on her whatsoever. Just, okay. just jumps right in the water. Trying that to was save a people. long jump yeah. down when she jumped off. That was like several camera angle jump. And <laughs> well, they wanted you to see that she's an action star too. Sheesh. No respect for Epps. No, she's a badass. Um, Jack tells Dodge that Santos came out to the ship on his own free will. 
On the top deck, Murphy is sitting by a fire looking sad. There's a lot of weird exchanges in this movie. I feel like this is where Murph starts to act like fucking Jack in The Shining. So when they started making this, um, the idea was to combine the Titanic and The Shining together. And that's how they came up with Ghost Ship. I totally got that vibe. Mm -hmm. I think just because of the 60s stuff. And then when they showed, did you notice in between they showed the dark ocean? Yeah, yeah. That was just like what Titanic had. Yeah. Mm. There you go. I guess they accomplished their goal. Yeah, this wasn't that long after Titanic, so. Hmm. Epps says that they need to fix the rust bucket, control her drift, and avoid the island. Greer wants to build a raft and leave the ship immediately. Since it's dark, they'll wait to start welding in the morning. So everybody agrees that they're not going to go with Greer's plan to build a raft and just leave. Um, they're going to try to pump the water out of this thing and get it moving. And so They probably should have just built the raft. I probably. agree. No. Uh, Greer throws a fit about not being listened to. He storms off after hitting Munder in the face. The scene transitions as we see the little girl, Katie, dancing around in the pool room in circles. That was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. a weird little girl, though. Like, yeah, you know. she's a weird gal. Um, so I have a note. This team is like falling apart at the seams. Uh, I yeah. think the ship is clearly making them hate each other and turn on one another. Because when we yeah. saw them, we first met them. Uh, granted, they were happy and excited because they had just gotten a bunch of money for the boat they hauled in. Right. But I think at some point she said, "The Epp says that these, this is my family. Like these are my people because mm-hmm. they've been out there for six months together. Yada yada." Um, so now they've went from you know being this tight knit family to hating each other, hitting each other, fighting, and there's a lot of animosity clearly between San. Well, not anymore because he's dead, but Santos, Greer, and Murphy. Yeah, mm-hmm. for like control, I thought. Well, Greer is the first mate, so. Oh, he does say that. He's like right below the captain. Hmm. He's Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> First mate. I hate that fucking Josh's movie. favorite yes, movie. Yes, we know. We know. Such a <laughs> shitty movie. <laughs> scene nine, the full moon cut scenes. Okay, so listen, this scene is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, They're cutting back and forth. There's like four different plot lines going on at one time. So what I did is I broke it down by plot line as opposed to cutting back and forth throughout the whole time. So... Everything's happening at the same time, so the chronological order isn't screwed up, but I just didn't do all the cuts. I kept it all together. Uh, so. See, I cut back and forth. Okay, so sorry. Your guys' notes are probably going to be fucked up in comparison to how I'm reading it. Jackass. But. Fine. Sorry, it, it was along. just ridiculous, but okay. So the scene starts with Murphy knocking things around in the captain's chambers. He runs over and grabs a bottle of liquor and a glass, the same one from earlier. Meanwhile, Epps is looking at the log and finds the little girl's name is Katie, and she was alone on the ship. Uh, we find out later why it doesn't say right then. In another room, Ferriman, that's Jack, he's sitting listening to a radio. He's basically eavesdropping on Munder and Dodge, who are talking about how they're going to get down to the pumps. Um, Munder and Dodge play paper, rock, scissors to see who must dive into uh, the water to do the weld. Munder loses, and they begin eating a can of beans. And finally, Greer, he's in the singing room talking with a picture of his fiance. And sees a picture up against a wall. I'm sorry, that's not right. No, Greer's, he's getting drunk in the... Yes, so he's talking yeah. to a picture of his fiance, and uh, he sees a picture of Francesca, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. up on the wall. Yeah. 
Okay, we cut back to Munder and Dodge as the food they are eating becomes maggots and they spit it <laughs> out. Oh, that part is so gross. It cracked me up, though, when they're eating and he's like, it's really good. Really good. <laughs> I'm like, nothing on there yeah. can be really good. Like a 40-year-old can of beans. Like, oh. Why would you even try to eat? But, I mean, it didn't look bad when they first opened it. It looked okay. It looked like pork and beans or oh, something. God. Oh, like spilling out of his mouth. Mm. All right, so another cut back to Epps, um, who has found Katie's room on the ship and, and is investigating. She finds a wall of drawings, which are actually cabinet doors. She slides the cabinet doors apart, and behind the door is a skeleton in a dress hung by a rope. She screams. So this is Katie's dress. Yeah. And we can see that it's clearly a little girl that had been hung from a rope. Mm-hmm. Um, Epps sees a necklace on her and takes it off. Inside the necklace are pictures of pictures of the girl's parents. Suddenly behind her, Katie appears and tells her not to close it. She was on her way to see her parents in New York, but never made it. Katie tells Epps that she reminds her of her mother. She tries to hand her the necklace, and it goes through Katie's hand. So in that moment, I'm like, why the fuck was she traveling alone to see them? Why didn't she go with them in the first place? I think she says they were, um, fuck, I forget. But yeah, that's why she was on the boat alone. She was going to see them. But I think she does say why... They weren't on there. Can you like imagine that now? Like just imagine no. that being one of your kids on an ocean liner. <laughs> well, we always had by themselves unaccompanied no. minors on the airplane in my flight hostess days. See, yeah, I just like how I, little I couldn't do that. Oh, uh, they could be six, seven, ten. Seriously? Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm guessing it was usually like maybe divorced parents that lived like apart. Yeah, because <laughs> we had to like watch them. So. Yeah. I would like fly somewhere and then fly back yeah. with them. Like I just I couldn't. So I wouldn't be, be able like to either. Early '60s version of that, like send them on a boat. I guess maybe things were just very different then. But obviously they had a lot of money, so maybe she was like it. Maybe they had grandmas in Europe or yeah. something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I I think she briefly touched on, but I can't, for life me I can't remember what it was. I'm shocked that somebody that's like loose going on a plane by herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Were the kids like crazy on there? You kind of mm-hmm. like. They're they, fine. Didn't they like used to give them like. Oh, that's just like for their first. Like. Oh, the airplane wings. Ride. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they still do that. Uh, I'd imagine they do. We still did it back then. We still did it back then. And this is where Epp says, uh, you're really a fucking ghost. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Katie tells her that their spirits are trapped on the ship, even the ones that aren't marked. When the boat's full, when he has all the souls he needs, when he meets his quota, they'll all be freed. I don't think that's right. Yeah. No, yeah. they'll all be ferried too. Oh, ferried. Yes. They'll all be ferried too. And then when she's saying that, um, like the ceiling starts to bleed, and Katie tells yeah. her that he doesn't want her to talk. To, she, he doesn't want her to talk to her. Just get off the ship. And she must leave. Leave, leave while you can. Run. The scene Don't is, get. The scene immediately <laughs> cuts to Greer in the singing hall, and we see that the room starts to transform back to what it looked like in 1962 with everyone dressed up and looking at Greer clapping. This Fran- was a pretty cool, like, especially for the time, I thought, the room restoring back, mm-hmm. too. I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah, the stuff starts coming up from, like, the floor, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like and the like, tables mm-hmm. flip back over. Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. It didn't look bad at all. I thought mm-hmm. the, the CGI during this part was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Um, Francesca is on the stage clapping as well. She walks away from, uh, or she walks down to Greer, 
and I think she kisses him on the cheek, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells her he knows this isn't real, but he's going to go with it. You can't cheat on your fiance with a dead girl, right? <laughs> and then he kisses her. Greer follows Francesca <laughs> into a dark room. Um, she now has her top off and is covering her tits with her hands. We see full on boob though. Oh yeah, there's full on boob. Yeah. He's about to get him some ghost ass. <laughs> um, he thinks so. Yes. Have you ever been that <laughs> drunk that like if something like this would have happened, you'd be like, oh. No. Like, <laughs> I, I've never thought about I fucking a ghost. Never? No. no. Ghost hmm. fucking? I don't know. Francesca looked pretty good. I'm too much of a puss. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> she I couldn't do it. Couldn't fuck a ghost. I couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> Holy cow. Not even Casper. <laughs> I mean, if it's Devin Sawa, sure. Ooh, Devin Sawa and Casper, or Devin Sawa in uh, Final Destination. Probably Casper. Okay. I mean, but that does that kind of make me gross now because he's younger. It's a little weird. I just weird. loved him in Casper. We'll, we'll start calling you Chrissy Teigen. I thought he was cuter when he was younger than as opposed to when uh, he got older. He did not age well. No, at Poor all. Guy. Death came after him and it scared shit out of Bless him. Bless his heart. But Francesca doesn't look real good here in a minute. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Francesca walks up to a wall and we see Greer behind her taking his shirt off. We hear his pants unzip and he goes to grab Francesca from the back oh, and he God. falls directly to her <laughs> down an elevator shaft, the same one he was looking at earlier. As Francesca turns around, we see her turn into what looks like an old lady corpse. That like made me think of The Shining. Yeah. The bathtub lady. Um, so we cut Murphy waking up in the captain's chamber as the original captain is there and hands him a drink. Murph tells him that Santos was his responsibility. The captain tells him that uh, Lorelei was adrift and they rescued her. The gold came from the Lorelei on May 19, 1962. There was one survivor on board the Lorelei and the captain hands him a picture. Mm. Murphy says, Jesus Christ. I really like this scene. <laughs> and takes off running, yelling for Epps. I don't know why. I just thought it was a good scene. Um, he was a creepy captain. Yeah, because he's just he like, was. and then hands the picture. Mm-hmm. He's talking mm-hmm. in another language, right? At first, Italian. Italian. Yeah, he's such a sexy Italian. It's a meatball. Man. It's a meatball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! You just blew somebody's eardrums out. <laughs> uh, in the pool room, Murphy runs into a burnt up Santos. Murph trips over some stuff on the floor and gets up and tries to run away. Santos tells him that he's trapped on this dream boat because of Murphy's plan. This burned, fucked up face. Yeah, he looks nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Epps walks into the room with Murphy, but Murphy starts hallucinating that Epps is actually Santos and he attacks her. They wrestle around the room. Murph is about to hit Epps with the butt of a gun when Jack runs up and hits him in the face, knocking him out. Out with a fire extinguisher, I think is what mm. it is. He hits him in the face of the fire extinguisher. Yeah, mm-hmm. hmm. the ships come alive, my friends. Alive. Scene ten: A caged Murphy. The team put Murphy down a shaft and locked the door. So this is an aquarium, right? Yeah. Um, Dodge, Munder, and, F- and Jack go looking for Greer. Epps tells them that they're going to stick to the plan and fix the boat. We cut to Munder and Dodge diving down to repair the boat's tear. Uh, they start the pumps and are sending the water out of a window of the ship. Epps says if they can control the ship with the rudder, uh, they could clear the islands. We can see the boat approaching the islands as Epps leaves to go search for Greer. So this is where she turns the rudder and checks the ship's compass and it's working. Oh, so now it's working. Yeah, so I wasn't sure if like the compass was misdirecting them what where she was actually going. Oh, that's true. Because they made such a big... Not a big deal, but they made sure we knew it didn't work in the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
Or do you think they just fucked up and forgot? I don't know. Hmm. So you think the boat is misdirecting them? That would make sense. Something. I mean, obviously. I don't know. That was enough for me to write it down. While <laughs> Epps is looking through the um, through the boat for Greer, she sees Katie again in a hallway. Katie looks over, and we can see that Greer fell down the shaft of the elevator and is now dead, stuck to spikes at the bottom of the elevator shaft. Impaled. Yeah, what was he on? Like the broken cables from the elevator. Oh, uh, okay. No. Katie tells Epps um, to come with her. She wants to show her something. She touches her shoulder, and now Epps is back in 1962 before the accident happened. We see the crew was poisoned. Um, I'm sorry. The crew was poisoning the food and drinks for the passengers. We see guests getting sick, and then we see the wire the wire cable scene from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. We see that again on the dance floor. Katie sees a man get his throat slit with a razor, and then the uh, the and then it cuts to the pool. Oh, boy, where the guests were shot into the pool. They're like executing people. Yeah, so they got all these people standing mm. in front of that pool, and they're just, like, gunning them down. Pop, 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 bitch. They all fall into the pool. So it was kind of like the scene we saw earlier where we saw the people floating in the pool. Mm. Um, but we actually saw them fall in and why it was all bloody. But it doesn't really explain the blood going through the holes, though. Mm-mm. But. No. Uh, two men drag Katie to her room where she was hung in the closet. So it doesn't actually show them hang her, but you get the gist of what they do. I think like the door shuts and you get a flash of what Epp saw. The That's right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Katie like cringes. Um, we then see all the men opening the galley where the gold mm-hmm. was stored and holding the gold celebrating. Francesca walks up behind them and one of the men holding a gun looks at her and smiles. He turns around and shoots the rest of the men who were helping steal the gold. As he turns around, Francesca holds a gun to his head and shoots him in the face. Behind her, we see a man standing in the shadows dressed in a suit. He walks up and kisses Francesca as we see a hook attached to a chain come down and hook her through the neck and yanks her up in the air, hanging her. The man grabs her hand and a hook is burnt into the skin of her hand. So this is what Katie was talking about earlier where she Mm -hmm. said some of the people are marked and some of them aren't. Regardless of if they're marked or not, they're still bound to the ship. Because you can only be marked if you have sinned. Yes. Yeah. The camera pans out, and we see that the man in the suit is none other than Jack, the man who has been with them and talked them into going to the boat mm. to take the job in the first place. It's all coming together. Holy cow. Jack is a bad guy. I knew it. Epps yells uh, for Murphy and goes to look for Murphy. She finds him in one of the aquariums that they stuck him in earlier. I don't know why she didn't know where he was at. She helped put him in there. But the aquarium is now filled with water. Murphy is holding a picture of Jack as he floats in the water dead. I think she knew where he was. Oh, I, see, I thought she was running and yelling, looking around like she couldn't find him. Where she sees Jack in this whole flashback thing, she has like a vision of the aquarium filled up. Oh, oh yeah. I missed yeah, that. And that's why she goes, Jack. Oh, good call. Murph. Yeah. Murph. <laughs> we, we cut to Munder, who had to dive back into the water to unclog one of the pumps. As he swims through the pipes, we see Epps approach Dodge and tell him that Murphy is dead, and they have to get off the ship. The reason the three of them are still alive is to fix the ship. So he needs them to fix the ship. Mm. Just as she tells, uh, as she's telling Dodge this, Jack walks into the room and says that he just saw Murphy. What happens? He or what happened? He asked. Epps tells him that she does not know. We cut back to Munder and see that he has been sucked into one of the gears and is dead as the water coming through the pump is now red with blood. Sad. Yeah. Poor Munder. He was such a good guy, wasn't he? He was. He's one of my faves. 
scene 11. You disgust me. The scene opens with Jack and Dodge steering the ship. Dodge misses the islands, and, and Jack is excited that they should all be okay. He says he's going to go look for Epps. Dodge tells him that he's going to stay right there. Jack turns around, and we see him take off his jacket. And as he does, he tells Dodge, You disgust me. You're a pathetic excuse for a man. When you when she says to jump, you say how high. This, I don't know, this part kind of bothered me, like, the character change I didn't get like I actually liked it uh, just because he's so nerdy like a, I don't know well I mean he was like playing that part right that's how he got him he there he just didn't seem that scary to me oh after he changed yeah oh really yeah see I think he went from like being a doofus dummy into being like a cocky confident person kind of like he is in Dexter yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I actually liked the character change honestly I thought it was you, you could see him like flip basically mm-hmm. I mean I saw it it just I don't know he wasn't like that scary to me I mm. guess okay well I could see that he's not an overly big guy either um, Dodge asks Jack who he is Jack tells him that the more importantly uh, <laughs> more importantly who are you I see the way you look at her you've got a thing for her but you've never had the balls to tell her because you're a weak cowardly child however if you'll kindly step out of my way, I'll make your dream a reality. You know, Dodge, you kill somebody, you go to hell. Well, you live for her. Are you willing to die for her? Just as, as Jack goes toward Dodge, Dodge shoots him in the, with a shotgun in the chest, and Jack goes flying across the room. Hmm. Dodge leaves, and we see Jack isn't really dead. So Dodge, le- like, you see him leave the room, but then you see Jack's, like, he moves his head, I think, mm-hmm. or his eyes or something. Uh, we cut to Epps back at the pump. She's getting, uh, she's setting up some C4. Dodge comes in the room and tells her that he killed Jack. Hmm. Hmm. Where did the C4 come from? They had it. I saw it somewhere earlier. Okay. They were bringing all the equipment on the boat. All right. So, so they, they had they it. They brought it. Yeah. That was one quiet question. I was like, where? how do they just all of a sudden have explosives? No, they had it. Okay. Well, I feel better about it then. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, this is some horse shit right here. <laughs> Epps, tells him that, Epps tells him that she's blowing up the boat. It's going to sink. This is the last time the boat will ever kill people. Dodge asks about the gold. She tells him that they could have, or he tells her that they could have a boat of their own. Dodge tells her that the gold could be a new start for them. They could have their own boat, their own new life. She tells him they must leave and turns on the trigger for the explosives. Dodge tells her that he can't let her do that. Dodge laughs and throws his gun in the water and tells her to go ahead, blow it up, kill them all. And he turns around. Hmm. Fishy. Epps (laughs) asks Dodge why he hasn't asked where Munder is yet. We see Dodge transform into Jack, explaining why he was acting so weird. So this was really Jack the whole time. The morph was pretty cool. Again, the CGI wasn't yeah. terrible. Um, so Jack turns around and says, well, that's probably because I already know where he is. He tells Epps that she knows, doesn't she? Katie told her, souls without sin can't be marked. It makes it tough to control, but if he keeps the boat afloat, they'll all go down together. He's a salvager of souls. Yes. Just as she collects ships, he collects Mm -hmm. souls. Once he meets his quota, they send a boatload home. It's his job due to a lifetime of sin. She tells him that she wants her crew back. He tells her that he can't do that. Once they've been marked, they're his. Just as uh, he says this, a pipe slides like from beside her head. Like, I don't know if it breaks off, but there's a pipe that comes off the side uh, right next to. Well, he did it telekinetically right so he yeah. hits her in the face with a pipe 
um, knocking her down some steps, and she lands into the water. But when she does that, the trigger for the explosive also goes in the water. Jack follows her down and stands on her, holding her under the water. She finds a harpoon gun and stabs him with it. <laughs> she stands up. She sees the trigger on like a lead behind uh, Jack and shoots the spear out of the uh, harpoon gun. It hits the explosive trigger and ignites the C4 yeah, miraculously. He's what like, a shot. Because wow. he's like, what are you going to do, shoot me? And then she goes, me. <laughs> So she's able to shoot the uh, trigger with that harpoon gun. Pretty good shot, right? Yeah. Um, the ship blows up from the inside. We see Epps trying to swim out of the pipes, and debris falls all around her. In front of her, she sees Katie, who starts to guide her through the ship so she can get out. Uh, we cut the outside of the ship, and we see souls leaving. They're, they're swimming through the water. They're coming mm. out of the ship. Um Almost like they've been released from the ship, basically. Yeah. Uh, the ship starts to stand up on end, just like Titanic. Actually, it does. <laughs> uh, complete ripoff of Titanic, so it's mm. straight up vertical. Uh, Epps swims toward the surface of the water. The ship continues to sink as we see blue souls flying out of the ship and into the night sky. Epps lays on a chest that had fallen out of the ship, and <laughs> she falls asleep. Well, what else are you going to do? She's tuckered out. Yeah, she passes out probably. I don't know if I say fall asleep. Okay, she passes out. <laughs> she went through a lot of trauma. Pure exhaustion. Pure exhaustion, yes. I say. Yeah. Scene 12, the final scene. It's morning. We see Epps floating on the chest as we hear the horn of a ship approaching. The camera cuts to an ambulance approaching as the large ship is now docked. Um, paramedics take Epp off the, Epps off the ship on a gurney and put her in the back of an ambulance. All of a sudden, Jessica, Mudvayne starts playing, and through the ambulance doors, we see ship workers carrying boxes onto the ramp of the ship. The same boxes that had contained the gold that they had found on the ghost ship earlier. And the men are dressed eerily similar, almost identical to the outfits the previous men were wearing that took over the original ship and killed all the people. Mm-hmm. As Ep- Epps looks through the doors, she begins to look shocked as she sees Jack walking onto the ramp behind the other men. She sits up and yells no as the ambulance door shut and Jack looks at her as he boards the ship. The yeah. end. Wow. Wow, Seth. I liked that ending. Yeah. You like it? Mm-hmm. You like the twist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about it, to be 100% honest with you. And Jack like doesn't even make any facial expression. He's yeah. such a dick. Yeah, he's just looking. I actually like that actor. I liked him in Dexter. See, I didn't like him in Dexter at first, and then I grew to like him. Um, but I don't. He just. I think he plays that part really well. Mm-hmm. Just that like cocky, arrogant asshole. Agreed. Guy from Dexter. I think he's not bad looking. I miss Dexter. Sure. <laughs> if that's what you're into, is creepy, creepy people. He starts to look really weird on Dexter. Like he gets like real tan and like. At one point, he does. He loses know. a lot of weight, and he's like frumpy. Yeah. When it starts, he's free. He like wears real baggy shirts, and mm-hmm. then he says, like starts wearing tighter clothes. Yeah. He was feeling himself, man. He was just feeling himself. He was. Fine. Shit. He's Fine. finding himself. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Josh. Coach oh my Josh, fucking geez. god. Uh, <laughs> hey, great movie, dude. Great pick. Yeah, Thank you. I like that. That's Thank you for movie. not picking Killer Condom again. That movie was. Why would I pick it again? Because you are a dick. Is there a second one? No. Oh. No, I'm not thinking that. Let's hope there's fucking not. <laughs> um, there probably is, but it's probably a porn. Mm. Let's rate this bad boy. 
shit. Let's do it. So, uh, as you, as, as you, as you all know, <laughs> I, tu I turned uh, British real quick. British. So, as you guys know, we rate these out of five. We give them one through sometimes zero if it's a platform. So, up to five stabbies. Um, yeah, pretty easy. Pretty easy to remember. But I'm going to run down our list real quick while these kids come up with their, uh, with their stabbies rating for Ghost Ship. So our top three average rated movies are going to be The Ring with a 4.7 average rating. New to the list, The Conjuring, that was last episode. That is now tied with The Ring for 4.7. We've also got Scream with a 4.63. And just behind that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003 with a 4.53 average stabbies rating. Bringing it up the rear, Seth, we got Killer Condom, 1.5 average stabbies. I know what you did last summer with 2.8 average stabbies. And Beetlejuice with 3.27 average stabbies. Seth, Horror Movie Crew, episode, what is this, 16? Yes. Yes. Holy cow. <laughs> episode 16. What do you give this guy, Seth? I'm going to give this some bitch. A 4.3. Holy cow. It's in my top 10. Okay. Uh, you're pretty favorable. You've given a 4.8, a 4.5, a 4.6, a 4.5. Okay. Okay. It's up there for you. Yeah. It's up there for you. Jess, what would you give? Ghost. Well, not what would you give. What do you <laughs> give? <laughs> what would you? Ghost ship. Solid four. Solid four. I like my solid numbers. What would you do? Do you remember that show? What would you do? Mm -mm. On what is it? Maybe had Mark. What's his face from Double Dare on? Oh yeah. What I don't I, do I don't know that. the show. What is it? I think it was like a game show, like a kids game show. It was. Hmm. They like had them do all kinds of weird. Yeah. Shit. What na 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 what na 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 Oh Lord. Alright. You do Mark Summers, was that his name? Yes. Okay. Are you done? I guess. Alright. So uh this is a good movie. I didn't hate it, I didn't love it. Um I remember, I'll be honest, I thought when I'd watched it previously I liked it a lot more than I liked it this time. Um but I am going to give Ghost Ship a 2.1 stabby rating. Jesus. So I can't put it above. I know you did last summer. I also feel like it's one that it's hard to get excited for once you know the outcome. That's also true. true. I honestly didn't really remember it until a little bit through it. Because I was like, man, this Jack guy's weird. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree. I think that the twist in it kind of kills it. If you already know it, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's a 3.46 average Stabby's rating. I don't want you to be offended by that, Seth. It's not that I didn't like the movie. It's just... I think that's a little left for this, but whatever. <laughs> I like it better than Get Out. You liked it better than Get Out? Yeah. Really? I don't think I'd want to Get Out again. So I like Get Out. Mm -mm. I, I gave it a solid four. No, I so like I like it equally. Yeah. I like it equally. <laughs> No, again, it's not that I disliked it. It's just it wasn't like I didn't do it for me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, Seth. I feel like you're upset with me. I don't want you to be. I'm mad not at upset me. with you. All right. <laughs> don't be mad at me. He's gonna be mad. It's gonna be Beetlejuice all over again. Oh God, here we go. Let's jump right into getting lit and talking shit, shall we? Sh we shall. Let's. 
We shall. No, 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 no. Do it. All right. So Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this movie sixteen percent. The Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it thirty-seven percent. Um, the critics, one hundred twenty-seven people had rated it. For the audience, three hundred seventy-seven thousand people had rated it. So quite a few ratings for this movie. IMDb gave it a 5.5 out of 10, which is 55%. What did I say we gave it? A 3.46? Mm-hmm. But I wonder if you looked at Rotten Tomatoes, if it was around in 2003, mm-hmm. if the rating would have been a lot higher than looking at it today. Mm. Well, with any of these, just because the older movies, yeah. they don't like care a 21-year-old well. watches it now, they're like, oh, this is stupid. It's old. and you know. How That's long, true. How long has Rotten Tomatoes been a thing? I don't know. That's a great question. Huh. We should look that up. We gave it a 69% average Dabby's rating, which is higher than all of those uh, gave it. So we actually gave it a more favorable rating than, than the other folks. True. Did you already read your notes, Seth? Do you already know what the budget is for this movie? Yeah, you have it on here. Oh, shit. Well, hey, the budget for the movie was <laughs> $20 million. It made quite a bit of money. It was $68.3 million at the box office, so not terrible. Not, not a terrible showing for Ghost Ship. As always, I've got some questions after watching the movie. I hope you guys are prepared to answer them. Seth, what was your favorite scene from this movie? I have to go first. Jess, um, Jess, what was your favorite scene from this movie? My favorite scene was when everybody got cut in half. I thought right that, out of the gate. Right out of the gate. I thought that scene was so cool. That is a really good scene. I thought at least one of you would say that. So my question is, since that was your favorite scene in the whole movie, did you feel like the rest of the movie didn't live up to that? Kind of, yeah. Do you think that's also why they showed it again later? Probably. Okay. Because I thought it was really cool once they showed that they also like poisoned everybody and shot people because I was like, not everybody could have been in that fucking ballroom. Like, so what happened to everybody else? Right. So my favorite is probably that whole flashback scene where they explain what's going on. When you actually Mm -hmm. find out what happened. Was there a certain part of it that was your favorite or just? Just the whole explanation of it. Gotcha. Yeah. I also just love when they do something crazy like that right off the rip. Yeah. Oh, me too. I love when movies just jump right into it. They don't like make you wait. Mm-hmm. What was that movie we watched? This it just was like, when is this fucking movie gonna pick up? Was it Rear Window? Yeah, Rear Window was a little was, slow. Yeah. So I also like the scene where the captain tells Murph like what happened to. Right. That's a little bit of a preview. Right. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, my favorite scene from the movie. I don't know. I like the first scene. I don't know if that was my favorite. Um, I don't know. Probably that whole, again, that whole flashback scene where it's one humongous scene where they um, basically explain what happened, but it's mm. all through. I liked how Katie was able to touch Epps and bring her back to 1962 or five or whatever. And she was able to like show her what happened. I really, yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, what is that actress from the girl that plays Katie is she's from something else. It's like an action movie where they're like, there's like three girls maybe, and they're like, uh, like at that age or older. She's older, oh, I think. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's um. Sky High. Mm, no, but you're right. <laughs> you're right. Isn't that her? Yes. Aren't they like superheroes or something? Or they yes. like ninjas? Um, I gotta look it up now because it's gonna drive me nuts. You can do it. Sucker punch. Sucker punch. That's oh. it. That's what yep. she's from. She okay. was also in Lemony Snickets. Oh, she is. That got canceled, didn't it? Well, it was a movie. 
Oh, Netflix had the Lemony Snicket's series. Oh, she the, was she was in the movie uh, with, with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Seth, favorite yes. kill. Favorite kill from the movie. Definitely the opening scene. Okay. Yeah. Because it's so many kills in one. It's a lot of kills. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was on Facebook the other day because I was posting some stuff to one of the groups that we're in, uh, the horror movie groups that we're in, and somebody had posted. Hey, give me suggestions for group kills like the beginning of Ghost Ship. Um, oh, really? But it was like really <laughs> fucking weird. It was like these like group killings really turned me on or something. Was, Are you serious? Yeah, I swear to God. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Did you make the post? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> I want to jerk <laughs> off to group that's killings. Why, that's group why we're deaths. not in the group anymore. Well, they sound like a cult leader. That sounds kind of creepy. Uh, dude, Facebook's so weird. It's so much... It's so different than like Instagram or even like it's so funny because Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are so different from one another. And like Instagram is the way to go, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I think. But for now, yeah, I don't. I, I hate Facebook now. It's gonna be TikTok here soon, Seth. You're gonna need to get you a TikTok. I ain't got no Tiki Talk. Oh boy, Jess, what was your favorite kill from the movie? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess it would be the first part mm-hmm. i kind of like when um greer's dumbass fell in the pool <laughs> just because he's so fucking dumb fell in the pool or whatever he didn't he fall in the pool when he oh the elevator. The, elevator the elevator shaft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did say pool at one point i think i did yeah uh, that's probably my fault i apologize the shaft i'm not very smart like, what an idiot yeah, that was just stupid. But he maybe he was. You guys right? Maybe he was just drunk. I mean, he was, but I don't know if he was that drunk. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the opening scene. I th- yeah, that opening scene is iconic. It's just so good. I just remember telling people, I'm like, "Have you ever seen Ghost Ship?" And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "We gotta watch Ghost <laughs> Ship." <laughs> just wait to see this first part. Like. And then you watch the first part, and you're like, "Okay, we can turn it off." <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, how do you not go with that, right? Compared to all the other ones, yeah. I mean, I like the I do like the Greer one just because like she kisses him earlier and lets him kiss her, but then like you can clearly see if she wanted him to fall through her. So she, I don't I don't know if she has yeah. magical powers or what, but like yeah, you can see why he would think he would be able to touch her. She just kissed right. him five seconds right. earlier. But like a lot of the other deaths, like Dodge, we don't see what actually happens to him. That's a good point. Yeah. We don't see Murph actually die. Mm-hmm. He just drowns. He's already dead. Santos gets blown up. Which mm-hmm. isn't that, that exciting right. kill. Isn't that it? Um, well, um, who are we forgetting? Mun- Munder? Munder. I was going to say Mundane. Oh, he's <laughs> the probably Monday. the best of the single kills. Well, we actually see yeah. it. Yeah. His made me the most sad. Yeah, he's probably my favorite character was Munder. He's yeah. funny. I didn't realize it was Billy Butcher. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was looking them up, when I was watching it, the picture yeah. of him now, he looks totally different. Yeah. Did you He's watch The Boys? Burly, I guess. Mm-mm. You don't watch The Boys on Amazon Prime? No, but uh, someone, Aaron, told me I needed to watch that. It's really good. Yeah, I haven't watched season two yet, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, Jessica, what was one thing you loved about this movie? I liked that it reminded me of The Shining. I feel like that's why I like this yeah. movie so much. I thought you would went with Mudvayne. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, I just I like old timey movies like that, yeah. or like when they like reenact stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. What is it? It's a period piece. A period, a period piece, film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jessica, what's one thing you hated about this movie? 
hated I, I hated Jack, like his character. Okay. In this, but um I don't know. I just hate that it's it's hard to go back and watch it when you know what's gonna happen. So that's just that Yeah, sucks. that's true. I agree. Uh Seth, what was one thing you loved about the movie? Uh, that it took place on an ocean liner. Of course. <laughs> of Turned course. me on sexually. Okay. How about what's one thing you hated? <laughs> What'd you hate? I don't know if there's anything I really hated, actually. You gave it a 4.3, so that doesn't surprise me. No, there's nothing I really hated. I mean, like Jess said, it does suck. Because like, none of the jump scares got me because mm-hmm. I've seen it and I mm-hmm. know. Right. Like, plus, you know the twist. Like, I couldn't remember exactly what Jack was doing, but I knew it was him. Mm-hmm. You know? I really liked the again the opening scene was great the flashback scene where they she pulls her back to 1962 and they go through exactly what happened um, I do like the plot twist because I remember when I first watched it, I remember the plot twist and thought it was really cool mm-hmm. the thing I dislike about it is I don't think this movie really um, carries itself well later because like Jess said once you know the plot twist it's cool to probably watch it with somebody who hasn't seen mm-hmm. it before. But kind of like what we talked about, like you, you feel like, hey, we should watch Ghost Ship, but then you like watch the first ten minutes of it, and it's like, do I really want to sit here for mm-hmm. another eighty minutes and watch this, knowing what's going to happen? But isn't that so, true of most of these movies? Um, Ones that have a twist. I mean, once you've seen it, I don't know. I feel like like Who Done It movies. I scream, and I know what you did last summer, and well, they're a little bit more complicated, stuff. I guess. Maybe that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. That's just for me. That's what I I disliked about it. Is I don't think it's one I would just pull off the shelf and randomly watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's one. I mean, you know, it, I didn't hate watching it. So, um, last question: What do you guys think about the music in this movie? I mean, it's there's not a ton of me. It's like her singing Mudvayne. So the yeah. beginning of it, it's there's so really not a lot. Well, like if you listen to it, it'd be it'd be neat to just like while we're hanging out with is have the score on and listen to the score all the way through because like it starts with the '60s music, mm-hmm. which we all thought was cool and it made sense with the time period they were in. Then you like jump to their at the bar. Well, I don't even remember what was on at the bar, but then you got Mudvayne. <laughs> And, like, during certain points in the movie, there's just this, like... They try to, I think, create, like, ambiance with yeah, the music. Yeah, I think music. it's just a low kind of rumbling But it was, noise. like... It wasn't like, you know, like a John Carpenter movie where you've got the ee, ee, ee. Like, no. the, like, the sense... It was, I don't mm-hmm. know, it was just, like... In certain parts, for me, it just, like... I, had, I should have made notes on it, but, like, it just didn't fit. I felt like it was, like, an action film yes, type of 100%. music. Yeah. Definitely 100%. had some action-y feel to it. Yeah. I think that's what I was poorly trying to say so thank you for that um (laughs) but then you have some of these newer ones like um damn it what's the one where it's just the camera in the bedroom oh paranormal where there's like nothing is that what you're talking about yeah right which i don't like that either but yeah i don't know that's it's very actiony you're right but then Mm. you think about it like it's that's really what it what they were dealing with, I guess, yeah. at the time. I think, I don't know, it was just weird. Beginning, it was 2002, so who knows? Maybe they Mudvayne got paid a bunch of money to be in the movie. I don't <laughs> know. Um, so here's some fun facts. Epps, the actors that played Epps and Dodge, they were actually dating uh, during the filming of this movie. They were dating before they were cast and they were dating after, but during the movie when it was filmed, they were dating. So they scandalous. really did have a... Th- well, he had a thing for her. Yeah. Always had a yeah. thing for you, Sid. Mm. Emily Browning, that's the actress that plays uh, Katie. They actually had her present during the uh, makeup and 
the torso makeup and all the stuff that happened in the beginning so that it wouldn't traumatize her when it happened. Mm. Oh. So they actually had her there to see everybody get their makeup put on and all the special effects and stuff. Well, so that was thoughtful. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, it would have been kind of cool to see her reaction if she hadn't. And uh, <laughs> last but not least, so toward the end of the movie, Jack tells Epps that only souls of sinners can be controlled. Um, and I guess they tried to make the deaths of the people that actually died um, really show their sense. So like Greer, he died from lust, obviously. Uh, Murphy, they said because he went back into alcoholism. So he'd been an alcoholic. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Munder, because uh, he was an avid gambler, I guess. And he the reason he died is because he had lost a bet, the paper, rock, scissors bet with uh, Dodge. Oh, okay. Um, and then Dodge, it says he killed Jack. So he when he tried to kill Jack, that was his sin that he had mm. committed. Even well, though he didn't really fuck. kill him. Um, but I also wonder if that's why he was going to let Epps go. Because remember he tries to make a deal with her? Yeah. yeah. That if she doesn't blow the ship up, because the ship is fixed. They right. fix it and they're dumping all the water. They're pumping all the water out of it. Um, so I also wonder if that's why he didn't want Epps. That he was going to let her go if she just gave him the ship and left. So, so are we supposed to assume ever all the souls that were on the ship were people that sinned? Well, no, because Katie makes a comment about once he gets a full load, I think this the ones that aren't marked get released to go to heaven, I think. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I was thinking. That it only keep, but they're still tied to the it. ship okay. until the ship is full. Okay. So really in that instance, this is me being a shitty person, I don't know, but if I were Katie, I would want off the ships. So I would try to help him get more <laughs> <laughs> but then she wouldn't get to go to heaven. Maybe. I don't know how that works once they're already but like, crossed over. She's part of the quota, so I don't think she'd get off. No, I think once his ship is full, the they transport the marked bodies to wherever, but I think then the ones that aren't marked get released. Mm-hmm. But the ship oh. has to be full. See, I took it as it took all of them down hmm. to hell. Hear that bird? Yeah. <laughs> like to skin it having a dream about <laughs> killing a bird yeah I, I guess it's open for interpretation so yeah i don't know i don't know bird's really going at it <laughs> don't know yes that bird is excited he's excited <laughs> to be here with the horror movie crew on episode 16 ghost ship seth's movie with a 3.46 average stabbies rating hey um you guys have anything else that you would like to talk about about Seth's movie, Ghost Ship. I thought it was a great pick. Thank you. I did also. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was good. I had a good time watching it. I don't know why you're giving me that shitty-ass look. I'm not. I'm winking at you. Oh. It looks like you're having a seizure. (laughs) Like I'm having a stroke. (laughs) You're striking out for a second. Oh, boy. Well, we're out of here. Bye. Goodbye. Farewell. Goodbye. Good day. See you later. See you later. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I haven't even had that much to drink.
Marcus. You're giving away all my good shit. You told me to fucking read. I didn't off mean of read it. it in order. You should have went sakes. like uh, the cuts. Guess stand on present end, Titanic. The just like Epps tugboat. <laughs> Did you guys call it a tugboat? I called it a tugboat the whole show. I already have a correction to your introduction. It is not a cruise ship. It is an ocean liner. I called it an ocean liner, and I knew mm. that Thank you. when I saw it, too. There is a difference. 